0: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Monday edition of the podcast, a new week underway. Hope you all are doing well and had a great weekend. A lot to catch up on from the weekend that was. A film review from the first loss of BYU football's first loss of the season at Coastal Carolina. What did I learn after re-watching that game? We'll examine that. Of course, we'll also talk about BYU and where they check in in the national polls after the loss, as well, as well as where I think BYU is going from here. So you guys kind of have a roadmap of what I expect to happen for the Cougars. And of course, we'll catch you up with everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends over at Bilt Bar. Love that company. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code On and save 20 percent percent on your next order great way to save money on the best tasting protein bars we'll tell you more about them here in a little while as well as our good friends at all guard pest control they're also bringing you today's show in part and we'll get to more about them later on in the podcast all right with that rundown out of the way let's break into it here this is the locked on cougars podcast for december 7th 2020 What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are having a better day despite the loss on Saturday for the BYU football program. And today marks the first time this year that we have recapped a BYU loss with our film review. and. What I mean by that, if you're new to the podcast, after each BYU football game, I go back and watch it in its entirety a second time to see what I can glean from it that I missed the first time. and. You'd be surprised how much you miss in the heat of the moment, watching games live. And it's actually kind of nice to sit back and watch a game and learn from it, especially in losses, because I think you look back and think, okay, what could have been, what could have been different here, et cetera. And there are multiple things in this game for BYU folks that I, I, when I I think the Cougars look back at this film and I'm guaranteed they already have, they're going to look back at it and say, you know what? We had so many opportunities in this game. And my overarching theme for my film review today is a phrase that kept coming to me as I watched this happen on both offense and defense for BYU, but particularly on defense. And the phrase is, two steps forward, one step back. And what I mean by that is when I watched BYU's defense in particular in this game, it seemed like they would string two plays together where they'd done pretty good. They had limited the damage in terms of the rushing game for Coastal Carolina, broken up a pass, something like that. They have two good plays and then a third play happens and it's a first down. And it just happened over and over and over again all night long. And BYU could not get off the field. They could not force Coastal Carolina into punts after maybe two or three first downs. These were eight and nine minute drives that just sucked the life out of this game for BYU. When the Cougars offense was on the field, I thought it was fairly efficient all night long. Sure, there were some drops for guys like Gunnar Romney in this game. And those are unavoidable and something that we need to talk about but it just never was speaking of BYU they never were able to get into a groove offensively because it seemed like every time they scored well on comes uh, Grayson McCall and the Coastal Carolina offense oh and here they go for what four or five minutes of game time and BYU just the Zach Wilson and the offense is standing there on the sideline with nothing they can do about it. That's what happened in this game that I felt like doomed BYU in the loss is just the fact that they could not get off the field defensively. And before you guys scream at me saying, well, what about the adjustments that were supposed to be made, Jake? I did see adjustments made in the second half. I saw a four-man front at different points. I saw guys like Troy Warner brought up to hopefully play uh, the kind of that run-stopper role, make sure that the option play was not available to it. And you know what? Coastal Carolina had every answer for BYU, while the Cougars didn't have the answers for the Chanticleers. That happens, folks. And BYU, let's be clear about this. They came one yard short of winning that game in thrilling fashion. How different is everybody feeling, myself included, if Zach Wilson hits Dax Milne and Milne's able to plant his foot one more time, stretch that ball out across the goal line, and score a touchdown to lift the Cougars to a thrilling 23-22 win? How different would we all feel? That's what happens in the game of football sometimes. It's a game of inches. I know you hear that phrase quite often, but in this instance, it's exactly what it was. There were things in this game that I really liked. I liked the fact that Zach Wilson proved that he has every bit the ability to throw the ball at sea level as he does at elevation. And I know that wasn't that much of a question for him, but there were some people on Twitter during the game saying that Zach Wilson hurt himself NFL-wise in the game. And my thought was how he has made big time throw after big time throw two big drops from gunnar romney hurt BYU, especially that fourth down pass that hit him in the hands. I know the defender was acting like he broke up a pass. The defender did nothing. He arrived late after that ball had already pinged off of Gunnar Romney's hands. And by the way, I hope Gunnar Romney's all right. I think he concussed himself catching that pass late in the game. And that was a big time catch. He made up for, I think, at least one of those drops with that catch he made as he hit his head on the teal turf. I very much think he was concussed. And I do worry about his availability for this week's game against San Diego State. I just felt like in this game BYU just did not have the ball enough on offense and that really doomed them. And it's unfortunate. And so, like I said, I did see adjustments for BYU's defense in that second half in particular. But Coastal Carolina, to their everlasting credit, had the answers for the Cougars where the Cougars didn't have any answers that they could come up with that would work, play in and play out. It very much felt like two steps forward, one step back for BYU all night long. Uh, A couple of things I also saw, I rewatched the half ending interception and the debacle with Jeffrey Gunter, number 94 for Coastal Carolina going after Zach Wilson. That was messed up. I still think it should have been flagged, and the fact that that white hat told Kalani Satake that the hits were legal will forever baffle me because, yes, okay, initially Gallagher, I think, was the other player who was blocking initially on Zach Wilson. Okay, that's a block. But when you come in and blast Zach Wilson, get him on the turf, pick him up, toss him back on the turf, and for a third time, try and drive his head with an arm bar into the ground, that's a bit unnecessary and over the top, and that seems like it should have warranted an unnecessary roughness penalty if not on sportsmanlike conduct, that's just me. But I will give credit to Jeffrey Gunter. In the second half of this game, he went out like a man possessed and was just a hard, hard man to block for BYU's offense. He wreaked havoc for BYU. He uh, punched the ball out. The Tyler Algier fumbled on that first down carry. He brought the pressure late in this game. They got after Zach Wilson time after time. I felt like BYU, despite what I had heard at halftime from a staff member down there in Conway, South Carolina, that BYU was all kinds of fired up and they were angry about that play. Honestly, I think in a way it intimidated BYU and they never regained their swagger until late in this game. I really do think that what happened at the end of that half had BYU on their heels a bit and they never really regained it until it was too late. I may be wrong about that and you guys may disagree, but that's kind of what I saw after rewatching this game. I did see guys like Neil Pau have a good game. I thought he filled a role that BYU needed in this game. The tight ends, speaking of Mason Wake, uh, Carter Wheat, as well as Isaac Rex, they were needed to protect because uh, Coastal Carolina was not about to let BYU run the ball, and they were bringing their house on seemingly every passing down after Zach Wilson. The defensive game plan for Coastal Carolina was pretty dang good. They were not going to let BYU get comfortable, and BYU was that comfortable I felt like I just felt like BYU overall was just a little too passive throughout most of this game and never really locked in and lit that fire within themselves is that a result of BYU playing really only one opponent in about a month's time possibly possibly But I do think that the Cougars, they just got sloppy. They thought they were going to come in, dominate this game. Coastal Carolina punched them in the mouth, and it just took too long for BYU really to respond. And I don't think they necessarily even were able to respond fully on defense. They just never were able to find the right answer for a unique look on offense. I'm a college football nerd at heart, folks. I love college football, and innovative offense is what I really like. And Coastal Carolina, what they run on offense... It's the future. You're going to see more and more teams incorporating what Coach Chadwell and the Chanticleers are doing on offense. That is a tough, tough offense to prepare for. And BYU, maybe they bit off just a little bit more than they could chew. The big disappointment out of all of this, uh, last thing i kind of talk about here, is BYU gambled, guys. They felt like, you know what, we're going to go after a New Year's Six bowl game and try and legitimize ourselves in the eyes of the college football playoff committee and go out and beat a team who's also ranked. And they bet with millions of dollars at stake. I'm speaking of the New Year's Six. Most people say they estimate between 4 and $6 million in the payout if BYU would have made a bowl game of that caliber. And they came up snake eyes. It bit them. It happens in life, just like it does in football, folks. So BYU, inches short this time. A game of inches, literally about a yard short for Dax Milne. And for a second there, I thought he was going to get across the goal line and pandemonium was going to erupt in Cougardom. Unfortunately, Chanticleerdom, I guess we'll call it that, got to celebrate the last laugh. And you now have to move on. BYU cannot allow what happened in Conway, South Carolina. They're at Brooks Stadium. They cannot allow the Chanticleers to beat them twice. And what I mean by that is they can't dwell on the loss to Coastal Carolina to get ready for San Diego State this week. You just have to move forward, understand, you know what? We lost a game. We gambled. We came up just a little bit short. And now we need to go out and try and get our 10th win on the season. A good season is still in the offing here for BYU, everybody. Double-digit win seasons in college football are hard to come by. So let's celebrate the fact that BYU still has a chance to go to 10-1 and and maybe 11-1 if they can find a, a, an opponent for the 19th, speaking of December 19th. It'd be great to see BYU play 12 games. I love watching BYU football play ball. And I do think by most metrics, and I think I'm backed up in this, BYU with a little more preparation time might have won that game. You maybe play it eight or nine more times, get that quote unquote, you play 10 times. BYU probably wins more than 50% of those matchups. But I do give credit to Coastal Carolina. They have a good football program who's literally in its infancy compared to other programs. This is their fourth FBS season they're doing some great things there down at Coastal Carolina. And BYU, like I said, they gambled and they came up inches short. So now you move forward and get ready for San Diego State. We'll talk about the national rankings for BYU where I kind of think things are going to go from here for the Cougars here in just a moment. But one thing before we talk about that is is today's show is brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. I love our good friends over at All Guard. Seth and his team are the best of the best. And what I love about them is they're a local company. A lot of people right now with 2020, the pandemic raging, talk about buying local. Well, you can support a local company by supporting All Guard Pest Control. They're based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even out of some of the outlying countries like Tooele and Wasatch Counties, and even down into like Nephi and Juab County. If you need pest control services, whether residential or commercial, All Guard Pest Control can handle it, guys. What I love about All Guard Pest Control is they have two unique programs, particular to the residential services that they're happy to pass along. They want me to pass along to you guys that they're happy to service you with. First thing is their quarterly pest control program. What it is is All Guard Pest Control will come out once every three months. Make sure your home is taken care of. You're protected year round. You know you have that peace of mind knowing that everything is going to go swimmingly with regards to your pest control services. and and That's every three months. Additionally, if you have a one-time need, you notice something you need taken care of the one time, they're happy to come out and take care of it. They're not going to make you required to have quote-unquote follow-up visits via a contract for them to show up they'll take care of it the one time they'll leave you alone that's what i love about all guard pest control they're the antithesis of what most pest control companies are guys give them a call anytime you need their services their phone number 801-851-1812 that's 801-851-1812 you also can go online and find them at all Guard Pest Controls, that's All Guard Pest Controls with an S.com. Check them out there and also on the major social media networks. You can reach out to them that way as well. They want to help you guys out with any pest control needs you have, so make sure you give them a call. That's All Guard Pest Controls, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, guys, let's take a minute here and talk about what I think is a travesty in a way, and that is the fact that BYU, I understood that they were going to fall in the national polls, but what I mean is the fact that BYU's stature apparently holds, I think, little to no bearing for a program like Coastal Carolina, and what I mean by that is, in the coaches poll, BYU dropped eight spots, and I okay, it makes sense. You go from eight to number 16, but Coastal Carolina, after upsetting a top 10 team, the coaches poll only moves the Chanticleers up from number 14 to number 13 huh that doesn't make sense to me and I think it's something's going to continue we also saw BYU in the AP poll go from number eight in the AP poll to number 14 and Coastal Carolina actually moved up three spots to number 11 in the AP poll I'm not going to lie. I'm actually a bigger fan of the AP poll than most of the polls out there because it's the media. They're charged with making sure that they pay attention to the teams around the country. These are guys who cover the job. They look at it from a cynical point of view, by and large. And they try and make the best guess that they possibly can in terms of ranking teams. My concern now for BYU folks is the fact that BYU, after dropping like they did in the AP and coaches poll, the College Football Playoff Committee... Could they leave BYU completely out of their top 25 tomorrow night? I'd like to think that BYU doesn't get hurt that bad, but we already saw them debut at number 14 and only move up one spot to number 13. You think Gary Barda and all of his cronies in that room down there in Grapevine, Texas, are going to be like, sweet, BYU's now off the check, off the list. Check, we can move them down and we can drop them into 24, 25, or even out of the poll completely and tell them to get lost. That would suck. It would really suck to see BYU get that disrespected by the college football playoff committee. But I do feel like this playoff committee has had no interest in helping BYU. I thought the Cougars clawed, scratched, and fought their way to an 11-0 or 12-0 record. You know what? At the very end of all this, the selection show on December 20th when they announced the college football playoff matchups as well as the New Year's Six Bowl games. I feel like BYU might scrape in and get a bid into either the Cotton or the Fiesta Bulls. and those are just the two I would hope to see BYU play and that's kind of I would take the Peach Bowl, I would take any of the bowls out there if they could get it frankly, but I just felt like if BYU were to get to 12 and 0, the playoff committee at that point would have no choice but whatsoever but to give BYU a slot. Now that BYU has lost, there's not a chance I think that the playoff committee is going to help BYU. There were a lot of people Saturday night in my mention saying that BYU should just turn down whatever bowl game they should go to. Or they, should, uh, they shouldn't get anything better than the Idaho Potato Bowl or something like the New Mexico Bowl. Well, at this point, based on what Tom Homo has said, BYU has every uh, inclination to play a bowl game this year. Could that change? Sure. But I think the Cougars are still planning on going bowling. Where? Not a clue. I very much could see BYU being relegated to the likes of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl or the New Mexico Bowl, which is moving to Frisco, Texas for a year because New Mexico isn't allowing much to go on in their state. Their football team, speaking of the New Mexico Lobos, has taken up residency in Las Vegas. So I think BYU has a plan to go to a bowl game, but it really does suck right now because based on the bowl affiliations and how things are looking, it could be a, what, 10-1, 11-1 BYU football team? Welcome to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl featuring BYU and a team from the MAC. Think of how much that is going to just look at prestige-wise and just suck for BYU. It's how close BYU came to having a marquee matchup had they been able to score that touchdown against Coastal Carolina. This sport's not fair. Speaking of college football, there's so much about it that has so much hypocrisy to it that it's infuriating. A program like BYU, it, it's just looked at as a program that people don't want to deal with for whatever reason, and it it, it bugs me because I, I look at this program and they're doing everything they can do to be a big time program. They're investing the money into the program. Maybe not to the level that some of you would like, but they are investing money. They're trying to recruit the best athletes they can. They're playing a Power 5 caliber schedule most years, 2020 being the exception. But they're trying to do things as a big time program. And even when they compete according to the guidelines that the big boys put together, BYU still gets denigrated and looked down upon. I don't know what it would take for BYU really to break through. Maybe next year, for if for some crazy reason, Zach Wilson decides to run it back one more time, and BYU gets most of their guys back, and they go out against a, a schedule that has seven Power 5 teams on it, speaking of the 2021 slate, and they go out and go 12-0 against that, maybe just maybe then BYU would get the national respect it deserves. And even then, I'm not so sure that there wouldn't be holes punched in BYU's resume. I just don't know that BYU is going to be appreciated to the level that all of us, me and the media here locally and you, the fans out there, think that BYU should be respected to that level they should be respected to. I think tomorrow night when we see the college football playoff rankings come out, we're going to learn a lot about whether BYU was thought of as a program that the college football playoff committee wanted no part of helping out, or if the fact that the college football playoff committee maybe, just maybe, was making BYU earn every bit of their opportunity to play with the big boys in the New Year's Six. I'm going to think it's more the latter where the college football playoff committee had no interest in BYU and helping the Cougars out. And they were doing everything they could with the hopes that BYU would stumble, which they did. And now they can uh, tear down BYU's resume and move on with their lives. Like I said, I hope to be wrong in that regard, but I do have big time fears that BYU is going to suffer what I think is going to be a pretty precipitous drop in the national rankings, the ones that really matter, speaking of the college football playoff rankings tomorrow like to be proven wrong by Gary Barda and the college football playoff committee, but I ain't holding my breath. And uh, you guys may disagree with that. Like I said, it, this is a forum that I'm happy to have your guys's comments on. Feel free to reach out anytime on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter handle is Jacob C hatch. I am not hard to find. Uh, if you guys want to weigh in with your thoughts, I'm happy to fill them and I'm happy to interact with you. You guys know that, that have done it. But I do think tomorrow night we're going to learn a lot about what BYU's perception currently in the greater sphere of college football that is rife with hypocrisy and all kinds of different things out there. We'll find out more of what BYU's stature is tomorrow night. And I do think that it's going to be one that's going to let a lot of BYU fans down. And I hope to be wrong, like I said. Uh, I don't get why BYU is being denigrated and torn down or they were being torn down to such a level considering for a long time there, folks, they pushed through and played football when people weren't even considering playing the sport in their neck of the woods. I don't get why BYU is not getting more respect, but... uh, (laughs) It, it, it just screams to me it's more of the same. 1984 is discredited because it was a weird year. 96, well, guess what? You guys, you know what? You're not going to the Fiesta Bowl. We're, we're going to pick the big boys to go play in the Fiesta Bowl. It's just more of the same for BYU, and it's unfortunate. I'm not sure what it will take ultimately one day for BYU to be a part of the club, so to speak. And maybe it will be the one day that BYU finally gets into a Power 5 conference. But based on everything I have seen right now, We may be holding our breath for a whole lot longer before that ultimately comes to fruition, if at all. All right, I will step off my soapbox now. We'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Guys, we love Built Bar. I love Built Bar, and I can tell you this much. Built Bars are a fantastic way to lose weight or maintain your weight, or even in some cases, go on a diet with it. Built Bars are high protein, high fiber, but low sugar and low calories. They're the perfect complement for the health-conscious guy or gal out there, guys. And what I love about Built Bars, they taste like a candy bar. I have never craved a, a protein bar in my entire life until I had a Built Bar. 18 different flavors actually no they have 20 different flavors they just added two more in the past few weeks during black friday they have 20 different flavors so i guarantee you can find some that you will enjoy ones i like i'm a big fan of the peanut butter brownie the cherry barcia Uh, the lemon almond cheesecake cheesecake is actually quite good despite you thinking okay how can cheesecake go in a protein bar you'd be surprised built bars by and large I mean it when I say it. They are the best-tasting protein bars on the market. Give them a shot, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about this great company. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get 20% off your next order. It's a great way to save some money on the best-tasting protein bars out there. And like I said, they're perfect for the health-conscious guy or gal. They're a perfect complement for diets like the keto diet, guys. Give them a shot. That's builtbar.com. Promo code locked on for 20% off your next order. Built Bar, proud partner with the Locked On Podcast Network and us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, guys, a couple of notes for you before we go on a Monday here is best of luck first off to the women's basketball program as they head north to Logan, looking to make it a clean sweep for BYU over the Utah State Aggies and hoops. Of course, the men's team, as we talked about on our special postcast edition on Saturday night, uh, beat Utah State 67 to 64 for the ninth straight win over the Aggies. The women's team, Jeff Judkins squad, will head north to the spectrum tonight at six o'clock mountain time. to take on the Aggies. BYU is 1-1 one and one on the season while the Aggies enter the game 1-2. and two. BYU split their first two games of the season to the South Point Thanksgiving Shootout in Las Vegas. Shaylee Gonzalez currently leading BYU in scoring on the season with 17.5 points per game. Also leading the Cougars and still so far this season with 1.5 per game. She was the WCC Player of the Week for November thirtieth, 2020 after those showings uh, against uh, both LSU and Washington when- over the tigers and a loss to the huskies i think byu should win this game in logan be cool to see byu own bragging rights in both men's and women's hoops against the aggies and we'll make sure to track that and make sure to report on that tomorrow as things play out we also need to talk a little bit about this this came out late last week is byu women's soccer one of the annual uh, proudest programs in the BYU Athletic Department. There's a lot of them out there. They have announced their spring conference schedule for spring 2021. Uh, obviously, the 2020 season got all kinds of hijacked due to COVID-19. Well, Jennifer Rockwater and her team will play a conference schedule this spring in the lead-up to the NCAA Championships in April. BYU will kick things off on the road to start off in February at San Diego on February 20th, and then a week later at at San, oh, excuse me, at home against San Francisco, excuse me, on February 27th, they'll play essentially every week through the months, the latter half of February, as well as throughout March and April. Gonna be a lot of time between matches for women's soccer, but that should give them plenty of time to stay healthy, get the right people on the field, etc., in the lead up uh, to the NCAA selection show on Sunday, April 18th. I do think that BYU Women's Soccer should be an at-large team in the NCAA tournament. They've got the quality year in and year out. They recruited a very high level, and I'm sure Jennifer Rockwood will have her team ready to roll come this spring, but kind of interesting to see just one match a week for the conference slate. Like I said, it should give plenty of time for recovery and a lot of good work throughout the year for BYU. Alright, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Like I said, follow us on social media, feel free to weigh in via email anytime as well. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. BYU speaking today uh, with their weekly press conference ahead of San Diego State. We'll let you get some, hear some of the comments from Kalani Satake as well as his players. So a lot to get to throughout the week as it leads you up to BYU's currently scheduled final regular season game of the season against San Diego State. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 7th, 2020, and we will talk to you tomorrow.